we're back. You're listening to Money Talks. Troy Harmon here with uh, Shauna Theriault and Michael Griffin, um, both at uh, Hensler Financial, financial planners. Uh, been talking uh, quite a bit about charity today, and I uh, even spoke with Miss Lee Smith with the Center for Family Resources, and I... Uh, uh, Covered a, covered a lot of ground in that regard, but we do have other questions. If uh, you have questions of your own that you would like for us to answer, you can reach out to us. Uh, our hotline, our question hotline is 1-855-429-9166. If you prefer to speak to a human, you can call us uh, during business hours at 770-429-9166, uh, or you can email us, probably the easiest way, Dr. Gene at Hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Uh, or you can go on our website and um, answer a few questions for yourself if you prefer. In fact, if you would like to hear previous recordings of this same show, you can go to Hensler.com and find that. Again, that's spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Um, so, Michael, this sounds like an awesome question for you. Uh, got a question here from Tim from Brookhaven says we have inherited, uh, we have an inherited IRA from my dad. Uh, we have to take RMDs over my lifetime. We were wondering if it's possible to direct some of the RMD that's required minimum distribution to charity in the form of a QCD. What is a QCD, Michael? It's, it's just when they give charity, give to a charity directly from the IRA. Okay. All right. So the full RMD bumps us up a tax bracket, so we'd like to be able to donate a portion of it. Um, what do you make of that? Well, Tim, we're going to answer this question with our favorite answer. It depends. Yeah. And the reason that it depends is if you're 70 and a half, you can absolutely do that. If you're not, it is not allowed under our current, current laws. Sure. Uh, you, you have to be 70 and a half to do that. And and when you are, you can certainly give the RMD directly to a charity, but you have to make sure it goes to the charity, and you cannot take it yourself first. So you can't have them send you the money and then you write a check is what you're saying. That you is correct. You have to send it directly to the charity of your choosing. That is correct. All right. What's even more confusing than that is that you have to keep record of it too because they send you the 1099 at the end of the year, and it shows the full distribution. doesn't show how much you gave to charity either. Oh, it doesn't give you an amount? No. You mm-hmm. have to do that. You or your tax accountant has to designate that on the tax return or it'll get missed. The best oh. thing that I would suggest for people to do if they're doing this is um, when they send the check, when the, when they have the check sent to the charity, they need to have some type of letter included with it that asks for a receipt from the charity for the given amount. And then I would also try to keep a copy of the, the check for their records as well if they could get a copy of that. All right. Sounds good. Uh, got another question here. Larry from Canton asks, uh, I own shares of the Trade Desk. The symbol is TTD for those of you that would like to look it up. Um, I bought it on a whim about six months ago at 48, and today it closed at 138. Holy cow. Uh, did no research on this stock. I swear it was a whim. Uh, I want to take my profits and run, but the missus says I need to ask if it's worth holding. Now, um, been in this investment game for a little while, and uh, I believe that that's really the name of the game. You're supposed to you're supposed to make profit, and when you do, in order for you to spend that profit or 
sell things and buy something else, guess what? The tax man will be standing there with his hand out. Let's, uh, let's go through details on the trade desk. It's a technology company. provides a self-service um, uh, omni-channel software platform that enables clients to purchase and manage data-driven digital advertising campaigns in the United States and internationally. So it's a, basically it's a company that's making money off of advertising, and, and the way that they do it is not so much the direct um, spend on advertising. It's, it's really more the organizational piece behind the scenes. Uh company has had um, pretty uh, good growth. Uh, in fact, if you look at their three-year revenue growth, almost 52%. That's pretty amazing. Uh, this is a, a tech company, um, again, pro- providing a, a, a software platform that allows uh, companies to uh, manage their their uh, advertising spend. If you look at the details in this thing, it's got a PE that's almost 100. Michael? What do you say when you see a PE that's 100? That's price divided by the earnings. You're yeah. paying 100 times for every dollar. 100 yeah. bucks for every dollar of earnings you get. Um, I mean, the only way you can justify it, that. That's a good way to explain it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's because a lot of individuals don't know what that means when you say right. you're buying. It's marked up 100 times. Yeah. So I mean, that's if expensive. You, exactly. What really else expensive. would you buy? I mean, hundred times you go to the well, store. I want to pay a hundred times that. The only no. way you can justify that, obviously, as an investor, what you're buying, if you want to break it down to real simplistic terms, you're buying a future stream of cash flows. So if you assume that earnings are your cash flow, which they're not really, more of a dividend would be the concept, and and uh, you have to throw in that uh, price at the end of the game that nobody ever knows going into a, a purchase a, of an investment, but. Uh, you're you're basically buying a future stream of cash flows. If you're going to pay a hundred bucks to get a dollar, it better right be a now, high cash flow. Mm-hmm. And and even if it's not high now, you have to have some reason to believe that growth is going to catch up and make that cash flow justifiable. Now, if you had bought Amazon when it was at four dollars a share, would you have a problem with its price today? Absolutely not. No. And that's the reason that people are still willing to pay those huge. Uh, price-to-earnings ratios, but is, is Trade Desk going to be the next Amazon? I would tell you, since it is a corporate stock and it's uh, very specific to one um, uh, one business, mm-hmm. it's not going to be across you know the the swath of our economy like Amazon would be. So, right. um, my my uh, inclination is to tell you to take your money and run. Um, Long-term growth expected at 25%, although revenue's growing, like I said, at about 52. Uh, PE divided by the growth or the peg ratio, as I call it, uh, is 2.67. Still very expensive. You look at the debt. There's not really much to talk about there. The company's profitable. Um, you have to really believe in the growth story here, um, and I don't believe that it's a good time to speculate. No. I mean, on, there's no on dividend. Growth. You know, yeah. and and their one-year target that they came out with is is right around what it what it's trading at right now. Yeah. You know, so I don't think there's a lot of lot of area for that's, this. That's actually a great point, Michael. And that target actually comes from uh, from analysts in the right. market. So you look at the you look at actually it's negative 1.4 percent. Yeah. So uh, the expectation is that this thing looks a little bit expensive. Well, and you know what? It, it started and founded in 2009. So it's only had an up market. 
Yeah. What does it do in recession? Well, in technology during that period, right. it just outstripped the overall market. You have to mm-hmm. think about that. If we're thinking that we're, you know, due, yeah. what happens when it goes into recession? We don't know what it looks like yet. It hasn't been that long term. Yep. Doesn't have that experience. And and I will tell you that I know about advertising. And although, you know, advertisers, one of their favorite things to say is, uh, you know, Firing your advertising campaign is like turning off your open sign. Nobody knows what you're doing, where you're doing, and all that other stuff. But the reality is when businesses get in a pinch, one of the first budgets that's cut is advertising. Sure. You know, they they might keep the marketing folks around. Got to pay the light bill. Exactly. They're, they're just not going to keep, keep uh, covering advertising. And uh, on a similar note, let's talk about uh, this question here. Chaz from McDonough says, uh, I had someone tell me uh, I should buy shares of CBS Corporation because it's a buyout target. Uh, Even if it's not uh, prime for a takeover, it's still undervalued. What do you think of the move? Um, I already have shares of CBS, uh, but now I'm thinking I should buy more. Um, I guess this one is uh, the reason I wanted to cover it now is because we were already talking about advertising. CBS Corporation is a huge television enterprise, right? And how does a television enterprise make its money? Again, advertising. Uh, And let me just tell you some numbers here. Shauna, they didn't have uh, history on uh, the trade desk, but... Uh, CBS actually does have history through our last recession mm-hmm. from the top of the market, October 7th, to, uh, October 9th, 2007, mm-hmm. to the bottom of the market, March 9th of 2009. This company lost 88% wow. of Ooh. its value, 88% decline. Wow. The Which S&P 500 lost 52, mm-hmm. yeah, right at 52, That's a um, huge difference, Troy. It's a huge exactly. difference. Yeah, and this is, I mean, everybody knows it's a household name. You just turn your television on and CBS comes on, right? People didn't stop watching TV during that time. They didn't, but uh, a People lot of People cut back on advertising. Absolutely, and that's yeah. the reason that you got to be careful with these things. So, um, you know, I, I think uh, CBS has done okay, uh, but I think it's absolutely the wrong time to buy these advertisers. And, uh, you know, at some point it's going to be cheap enough uh, to look real attractive, I, I believe it's probably a solid company. Been around a long time. One thing else that I just absolutely can't believe, 48.8% debt to assets. Mm. Um, just unbelievable to me. All right, guys, market up or down this week? Magic 8-Ball says it's going to be down, but it's election Ooh, week, so I say up. Yeah. up. Y'all get out I've and vote next week. More than two-thirds of the time the market is up. I say it's up. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll be back next week. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. 
There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.